guys, it's Timmy, and this is Wrestling Unlimited, as it's Monday, and that means tonight was Monday Night Raw. As far as tonight's Monday Night Raw does go, I thought it was a pretty good show. Now, I will say, last week's show that felt like it went by quickly, this one did feel like a three-hour show. I will say that, not in a negative way, because I like tonight's Raw, but where last week's show felt like a two-hour show, this week's show to me... Felt like a three-hour show. We hit the halfway point, and I was just like, oh, I thought it was only an hour left. Nope, there's an hour and a half left. God dang. So, and not in a bad way, because I liked Raw tonight, but it did feel like a longer show than, like, last week's show when I was like, hey, this show felt like it skated by. But I will say, main event. So, uh, first off, hold on, hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to read this tweet that I sent out. That I, I should have put more context with it. That a couple people didn't get and thought that I wasn't paying attention to Raw. So I put out a tweet that said, So in the last two hours, this match has been changed to a street fight. And the one guy comments, it was like, they changed it because of the backstage confrontation. And then I had someone message me and go, oh, you're not paying attention? <clears throat> what do you think? Vince is back in charge? I'm like, no, that's not what I meant. What I, I should have said was it took two hours for them to make this a street fight. I wish they would have, like, opened the show with this. Just the first thing you see is Cody and Nakamura brawling in the back. And then from the beginning, you're advertising a street fight throughout the whole show. So it's not just the last hour. Actually, technically, the last 30, minute, or 30 minutes of the last hour, you're saying, hey, street fight, street fight. No, you could have been saying for two and a half hours— this is a street fight. If you don't know, you know now and go tell your friends. I thought that would have been a better way to advertise it. You would have had more time to advertise it other than, oh, it's the top of the, the third hour and this match is starting in 30 minutes, so we're only advertising it as a street fight in 30 minutes. If you would have advertised it for two and a half hours as a street fight, better chance that it would do a better number than it's probably going to do, especially against that Michigan-Washington um, game. But that's what I meant by the tweet. Some people thought that I just wasn't paying attention to Raw. No, I just meant, and I should have gave more context, that they should have set this segment up earlier, if not at the very beginning of Raw, to then throughout the whole night be like street fight, street fight, street fight. But we also got Luke over here with us. Luke, what did you think of tonight's Monday Night Raw? That was a good episode. Now, do I think it was great? No, but... I thought it was, that was a good episode. They did a good job of like setting stuff up for next week and and some possible like teases for the Rumble. But overall, I thought it was, that was a pretty solid show overall. I was shocked that we didn't get more names for the Rumble. For some reason, I have a feeling that this year's Rumble, they're not going to like, I don't know what it is, but for some reason, I just have a feeling, and granted, we still have like three weeks. I feel like they're not going to announce a lot of the names and then once we go in there, we're just going to be like, hmm, I wonder who's in this match. So that's just my feeling of it. Since it's like they only announce like one or two names a week, maybe two for each a week. And it's just like, eh, kind of slow, slow roast in it. I feel like they kind of stopped doing that because, you know, so like a lot of fans already know of like, they already have like an idea of like who's all already going to be in the Rumble. So it's like, why do we need to like now these guys? Guys, and true. There are we going to be the rumble anyway? But I've always liked to where 
There's 30 people in a rumble. We know about 20 or 23 of them. And so it's like, who? There's only like seven to 10 spots open. Who could it be? There's rumors right now. X-Pac, Sean Waltman could be in the men's rumble. Trinity Naomi could be returning in the women's rumble. Rey Mysterio says that he hopes that he's cleared to return in the men's rumble. So it's like, I love when there's, we know most of it. And so then there's only a couple left to speculate. When there's a lot left, like half, then it's just like, oh, it ain't fun to speculate. It could be freaking anybody on the roster. When's uh, Trinity's contract expiring with Impact? Hard to Kill is the rumor that after the Orlando shows, which is in like a week this weekend, when is Hard to Kill? Whenever they do in the Hard to Kill pay-per-view is when her contract is up. Um, let me see. It is this weekend. So after this weekend. And all the reports are that she's expected to return to WWE by the end of the month, which is end of the month, Royal Rumble. I know a lot of people kept predicting like, oh, like if Trinity does return to the Rumble, do they keep the name Trinity or do they no. use Naomi? They'll go back to Naomi. Just like if Mercedes Monet ever returns, she'll go back to Sasha Banks. So just like I think some people might, I think go for it. I think some people are also kind of expecting Matt Cardona to be in the Rumble. I don't know why. I think it would be a cool get, but I don't think he would sign. I don't think he's going to want to sign with WWE. I feel like if he does, it would probably just be a one-time thing. Right. But I think speaking of like the name thing, it's like, when McIntyre was released, he went out on the Indies. He was Drew Galloway, came back immediately, Drew McIntyre again. So it's not like they brought him back as Drew Galloway. Excuse me, Galloway. Same with like John Morrison when they brought him back. Yeah, Drew, on the Indies, yes. He had a lot of names. He was That was another one. Johnny Mundo, John Hennigan. He did his real name for some stuff. So Johnny Impact. Johnny M. Yep. So, yeah, that was another one. I'm trying to think who else left. Used a different name and then came back with their old WWE name. I can't think of anybody else really. But yeah. With that, I want to say thank you for joining us here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember, you can watch this show a couple of different ways, whether that's live on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited, live or later on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash PW Unlimited, or listen. On podcast services all around the globe, like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime, because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month, and I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also, remember, head over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button. That way you know when we go live or post new videos. Hit that join button to become a channel member, or remember to donate a super chat in the live chat to make sure your comment, question, or concern does get read live on the air. Finally, 
head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're getting the most bought, the most sold, whatever you want, however you want to say it, Game of the Year, Hogwarts Legacy, whether you're getting Dead Island 2, maybe an older game like Control, claiming the free game, Guardians of the Galaxy, that game's awesome. Why wouldn't you claim that for free? Do it right now and use our code PWUNLIMITED at checkout and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Again, remember, use code PWUNLIMITED for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. Maybe you're trying to get some bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys. Use this code right here. You'll be supporting us with that. As far as Monday Night Raw does go. Uh, so, they open up the show. And the show opens with a shot of Cody Rhodes entering the arena. And then they just cut away. And I'm just like, oh, that's it? See, right there. Right there. They should have had the brawl, Cody and Nakamura, and then been like, okay, uh, whoa. And then do the CM Punk. Drew McIntyre segment, and then immediately following that segment, they should have been like, hey, uh, so remember we saw at the beginning of the show, the top of the show? It's now a street fight. Not wait two hours in. <coughs> like, why show Cody at the very beginning anyways? For what? Just so you can do the Drew thing of, okay, 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 cut to me. Like, whatever. Anyways. McIntyre said last week, it was all or nothing against Seth Rollins. He said he doesn't have a title, as we can all see. He had a one and cost himself the match, being a little overzealous, pulling Seth Rollins a little too far over and into the ropes. Maybe everyone was right in suggesting that he was holding himself back. He thought that he might need to step away from WWE for a while to get his head straight, and it wasn't easy thinking this way. He said, however, he's been replaying that match repeatedly in his head and realized he didn't lose straight up. Damian Priest came out to cash in his money in the bank, and they, he, cost him the match. Uh, he said the Priest didn't wait until after the match, after he'd won the championship, but instead tried to take advantage of the match still ongoing. Instead, Priest was the idiot and cost both of them a shot at the title. McIntyre then took shots at CM Punk for being gone for nine years and then being welcomed back with open arms and wondered if, well... He should do the same thing. I mean, kind of was. He was gone for a while, went and worked in Europe, in the UK, went and worked Impact, and then came back and everybody was like over the moon. So he kind of did do that already. Punk then comes out. And I love the line when Punk's just like, hey, we're in Piper country. Maybe you should have wore the kilt. Uh, Punk said that Roddy Piper was known for talking and Punk was also known for talking. McIntyre wasn't known for talking. And that's all he's been doing recently since CM Punk came back. He said if McIntyre had something to say to him, well, he should do it in person. McIntyre congratulated Punk on still being around for over a month. He said a bunch of guys had bets on how long you'd last and you're costing them money. I that was a very, very interesting line. McIntyre said that he didn't care what Punk said outside of the company, he cared what Punk did to him personally. McIntyre was one of a few people who left. Uh, people, McIntyre was one of a few people left 
who traveled with Punk and knows the real CM Punk. McIntyre recalled when Punk was the champion and called himself a locker room leader. McIntyre needed a leader because he was in a dark place then. Punk saw him as a threat and wasn't willing to help. McIntyre spoke to Randy Orton, who told him he, Orton, couldn't help because he had his own demons. But Punk was straight edge and didn't have any demons. He was the only demon. McIntyre called Punk a uh, basically it's like a scumbag because it's some word that I didn't know basically like a scumbag and said that he didn't need a leader anymore because he is the new leader Punk said that he called himself a lot of things but I'm not no leader I may lead by example that's about it Punk said that McIntyre watched him walk away from the company and then did the same thing McIntyre came back and main evented Wrestlemania something Punk has not been able to do Punk said that he wasn't a demon. When pushed, he's actually Satan himself. Punk said, quote, I'm a real, real nice guy until it's time not to be. Punk said that he was not here to be the nice guy. He was here to win the Rumble and main event WrestleMania. McIntyre said that he, was already ma- he has already main evented WrestleMania while Punk hasn't. McIntyre stepped up during the pandemic but if Punk were in his shoes, he would have left because Punk leaves when the going gets tough. McIntyre said that he would eliminate Punk from the Royal Rumble. And then uh, Punk would go on to say, oh, you want to get a little spicy, do you? How about I don't eliminate you to the end. I save you to the end, and then I eliminate you when I win. He said, nobody is going to beat me in the Rumble, not you. Not Seth Rollins, not Cody Rhodes. Punk said, quote, because I'm such a nice guy in the Royal Rumble, I'm going to throw you out last. So like a couple things here. I liked this segment. I thought this was fantastic. But there was just a few things here. Drew McIntyre felt like he was playing the character. CM Punk came off as just a guy with an agenda. CM or Drew McIntyre to me felt like Woe is me. Everybody needs to pity me. Nothing goes my way. I'm going to cry. And then Punk was just like, I'm going to come in here and try to do what I say. I'm going to try to win the Rumble. I'm going to try to be the main event of WrestleMania. I'm going to do my hardest, my damnedest to do it. I believed Punk more than I believed Drew McIntyre. That's my whole thing here. When Punk speaks, I believe in what he's saying. When Drew McIntyre spoke... Felt like he was a guy playing a character reading a script. What'd you think? Honestly, Drew kind of came off as, you know, like that spoiled brat to where, like, he doesn't get his own way and he complains about it. A whiny little bitch? Yep. <laughs> and, like, no, like, when, when Drew said, like, you don't have demons, you are demons, you know what that reminded me of? Huh. I don't know how I remember this, but it reminded me of that 2012 Hell in a Cell poster where it had CM Punk portrayed oh, yeah. as a devil. With the devil horns. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's why I said when I pushed. That's why I said when pushed, I'm the de- I'm I'm not. A, I don't have demons. I'm Satan or whatever. Yeah. That's what that reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Like, oh God, it's 2012 again. I, I, I didn't think about that, but that's a really good analogy. Because he was the champion on that show. That. Mm-hmm. Like he, the main event was him versus Ryback. Oh, don't get me started on that. 
That was bad. I mean, it was I mean, a bad match, but like pay per view did really like, well. Like, I will say that pay per view did very did. well. It did, but the whole like Brad Maddox thing with Ryback that was just bad. Yeah. And then we got more bad from Brad Maddox, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, no. I'm not going to say anymore, Xavier Woods. Don't say it. Anyways. Don't say it. Anyways. Yeah. I thought it was a good opening segment. Punk came off way better than Drew McIntyre. Ooh, now I got hiccups. What also came off really well, which they need to start doing more of, is this. And I don't know why little box he's popping up on my camera probably because i put a new battery in it and changed some stuff and didn't change i don't know anyways what i really liked is Tommaso champa cutting a promo as he's walking to the ring i thought this was cool i thought this was a new refreshing thing that we haven't seen just a small change in presentation goes such a long way i like this a lot but Chompa basically just said that DIY, their resolution is to win the tag titles in 2024. And tonight, they got one step closer to doing so. As far as tonight does go, it's Tommaso Ciampa versus Finn Balor. Ain't the first time these two have been in the ring together. <coughs> if you... Excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. If you remember, these two fought on what was called... NXT Super Tuesday in a fatal four-way match for the NXT Championship. It was Balor, Cole, Ciampa, Gargano in a 60-minute four-way Ironman match. This was not the first time that uh, old Finn and Ciampa were in the ring together. And I thought these two, granted there was all the interference from Damian Priest and the stuff with Priest and Gargano and whatnot, but other than that, I thought it was these two work really well together. I thought it was a good eight-and-a-half-minute match. Early on, Ciampa avoided a coup de gras and applied a crucifix pin for a two. Ciampa set up for his finisher, but was distracted when Priest hit the apron. Ciampa hit Priest with the forearm, but it had no effect, so Gargano went after him. Priest fought him off and went for a powerbomb on the table, which the crowd was seemingly excited for. Well, someone's going through a table. We don't care who it is. Ciampa, though, made the save. As Ciampa re-entered the ring, Balor kicked the middle rope and crotched him. Balor went for a vertical suplex, but Gargano tripped him up, and Ciampa landed on him for the pinfall victory. So it's like, not a lot happened in this match, but the stuff that did happen looked really good. The finish was kind of just meh. So it's like, man, I really wish Ciampa could have got a clean victory with his finisher to show like, hey, because they're probably going to get a tag title shot off of this. But it's like, I wish he would have showed it with some sort of dominance and not just like a, oh, you lucked into it because Johnny helped you. I mean, they're going to get a tag title yeah. shot down the line. It's just nobody knows when. Right. I I kind of hope, I don't know if they'll do it, but I'm kind of hoping they maybe do it at, at Mania, have DIY in a tag title match at Mania. You think they I wait three months? Do you think they wait three months? <clears throat> well, <sighs> not if they're building it up now already. Maybe Rumble. I'm kind of open for Awesome Truth versus Judgment Day at, at Rumble. Well, ain't that... Hold on, isn't that next week? No, their face... Yes, yeah, next I'll... week without the titles on the line. Yeah, have Awesome Truth win that one, then True. that'd be a title match for the Rumble. Yeah, you can do that. You can do that. 
That'd be fun. Then maybe you can do like DIY versus Judgment Day, like Chamber, maybe. That would work. I like that. Have DIY win and then defend the titles at Mania. Yeah. Ooh. There's your there's your answer right there. Have them win it. Yep. Okay. But against who at Mania? And you can do like them versus Creed Brothers versus uh, Alpha Academy. Okay. Well, or, uh, okay. Actually, maybe no, I like, got, I, maybe uh, I got it. Okay. So like maybe do like them Creed Brothers and then two teams from SmackDown Fatal Four Way Tag Match for the titles. That's exactly what I was just about to say. WrestleMania 19, when both tag titles were de were defended in four Fatal Four Way matches. Pretty sure that was WrestleMania 19. I'm thinking of, or was that WrestleMania 20? I remember it was one of those where both tag titles were defended in Fatal Four Way matches. Hold on, I'm gonna look now. WrestleMania 20. It was WrestleMania 20 because because I remember it was RVD and Booker T as the tag champs. I'm looking at here. It was RVD and Booker T. Defending the Raw Tag Team titles against Garrison Kane and Mark Jindrak, the Dudley Boys, and La Resistance. Then on SmackDown side of things, it was Too Cool, Rikishi, and Scotty Tuhati defending against the world's greatest tag team, Haas and Benjamin, the Basham Brothers, and the APA, Farouk and Bradshaw. So yeah, it was 20. So in the back, Jackie Redmond interviewed Becky Lynch about her loss to Nia Jax before their match happened. Lynch knew that if Jax hit her so hard, she could uh, end up in the hospital with broken bones. That didn't happen, but she still did beat her. So Jax did hit her hard, but wasn't sure if that was as hard as she could. But it was hard enough that she lost. She got busted open, but she dusted herself off, got up, and declared that she will be in the Royal Rumble. The last time she declared for the Royal Rumble, she may have invented WrestleMania. Was that really the last time Becky was in the Rumble? Was she not in the Rumble last year? I actually don't know. Because if you think I mean, about it, Becky wouldn't have been 2020 because she was champion. 2021, she was gone. So was she in the Rumble? Hold on. 2022 Royal Rumble. It was 2023, actually. I'm looking for both, because would she have been in either of those? Uh, She was not. I know 2022, she was the champion. She faced off against Dewdrop. That's right. Okay, so what's 2022? What's she do with the 2022 Rumble then? She's on the poster. Um, Becky, 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 Becky. That's weird. Hold on. Yeah, Becky Lynch had her number 15 last year. That's weird to say. Oh, last time I declared for the Rumble, I may have ended WrestleMania. Well, did she not ahead of time say she was in it last year or something? Maybe that's what it was. They're getting too technical. Anyways, uh, Lynch said that she didn't end Jax the way she wanted to. But Jax also didn't end her either as she's still here standing. She said maybe instead of that being the end, it was more of a beginning. I'm kind of teasing more Nia Becky. They're probably going to do like one more match before 
maybe like Nia like challenges Rhea. Whenever that is, because it's not the Rumble, when even though it should be. That should be It'll at the Rumble. Be at chamber. It'll probably be at the Chamber. Right. So they also tell us that on the official NHL YouTube channel, Jackie Redman has her own show talking hockey, and Punk is going to be your guest this week. Cool. I'll watch hockey every so often, but I wouldn't call myself like a hockey fan. But if somebody else puts it on and is like, hey, let's watch this, I'll watch it and get into it. But I, I'm not a hockey fan myself. I had a friend growing up that they were so into hockey and league hockey, they would have tournaments that they have to go play in Canada. Sounds cool. Yeah. So they travel from L.A. all the way up to Canada for league hockey tournaments. So then they showed a, a replay from last week when Kofi Kingston kicked Giovanni Vinci in the face. Giovanni Vinci himself said he's going to be okay. He's fine. But they're playing this up as an actual injury, and they said that Vinci will be gone for a couple of weeks, hence why Vinci wasn't at ringside with Ludwig Kaiser tonight. I thought all of this from the double countout, well, from the match to the double countout to the beatdown afterwards was so fantastic. I thought all of this was so good. It made Ludwig Kaiser, it gave him more credibility because he, to me, I feel like the Imperium guys, other than Gunther, have been losing their credibility recently. They just feel like Luther or Gunther's lackeys that are here to lose all the time, and then he gets mad at them. But this right here showed us, no, 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 no. You're supposed to know that Ludwig Kaiser can kick your ass, beat you down, and knock the dog piss out of you. So I thought this did a lot. And also, how long Kofi been wrestling in shorts? I always remember Kofi in pants and whatnot. Kofi out here wrestling in shorts now? Need forget his gear? He had like, he had like shorts and a and just a regular tank top. Yeah, like he forgot his gear or something. Maybe he did. Or or maybe the the maybe the the airline lost his luggage, and this is all he can buy last minute in Portland. Anyways, a Kaiser. I wonder if they have like spare. I wonder if they have spare gear for a lot of wrestlers in case like stuff like that happens. I don't think so because I've heard of wrestlers before. Like I remember one time, I think it was Alexa Bliss had custom gear made for I want to say it was WrestleMania, and the, the, I think it was on her twenty four or her three sixty five, something like that. And she was like freaking out because the gear got there like the morning of like they shipped it in or whatever and she was just worried that she wasn't going to have the gear at all it was when she was always doing the the special gears for every pay-per-view so as far as the matches go kaiser deliberately struck kingston as revenge but kingston fired back before king uh kaiser dropped him over the top turnbuckle Kingston fought back with a springboard crossbody, but Kaiser blocked the suicide dive, drove Kingston into the barricade, and hit him with a penalty kick. Kingston then hit a thrust, a thrust fall dive after a break, but Kaiser posted him moments later. Kaiser tried a running uppercut into the barricade, but Kingston avoided it. Kingston then tried making it back into the ring before the 10 count, but Kaiser stopped him and essentially got himself counted out with getting Kofi counted out and the match is just over. Like, Kofi eventually gets in the ring. The ref's like, no, you're both counted out. It's over. And he's like, what, what? And he's like, no, that's it. And then, well, the two just keep on going. 
Kofi hits a suicide dive. Kaiser responds by shoving his thumb in Kofi's eye. Kingston then fought back, but was pulled off by officials as the crowd's chanting, let them fight. Then in a really cool spot, Kofi's in front of the announce table. Kaiser runs at him. Kofi just launches Kaiser over his head. Not quite a belly-to-belly, but the way he does it, and Kaiser just front flips, takes a back bump right on the table, slides right through, looked very brutal. He then gets up. Braun Strowman lawn darts the chair, feet first into Kofi's face, and Kofi sells it just flat. So everyone's checking on Kofi like he's been killed. They pull Kaiser off. Kaiser jumps on him, beats him down more. They pull Kaiser off again after Kaiser had already grabbed him, put him up on the steps and everything. And then, like, they get Kaiser to the other side of the ring, and he does the whole, okay, 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 I get it, I'm done, I'm not going to. And then he runs back around the ring, and when he does, he runs at Kofi, and he, boom, kicks him right into the steps. So, beats, as they say, the dog piss out of Kofi Kingston. And I like this a lot, because it made Kaiser have some legitimacy again. It made him more than just that guy with Gunther. What did you think of all this? I liked it. I really did. I hope they do the same with Giovanni Vinci when he comes back. Because to me, it's mainly him that's the one that's like Gunther's lackey. Like people know how like good Ludwig is. True. And like, but it's mainly just like Giovanni Vinci because you know like who's getting yelled at the most by Gunther on TV? Well, both of them because Gunther's now doing the thing of. You're responsible for him, and when he loses, it also looks bad at you and this and that. So he's been yelling at both of them, to be honest. At first, it was mainly like Giovanni Vinci and like Ludwig was like yelling at him as well. So we go to break. We come back, and Jackie Redmond's walking in the back. And she's like, hey, uh, so we don't have an update on Kofi Kingston yet, but I found Ludwig Kaiser. And I, um, Ludwig, what happened? He's like, excuse me? What happened? What happened? I had to do what had to be done. He's like, I'm the only one here representing um, Imperium. And that's because he, he took Vinci's head. So tonight, I took his. I know this. Also, freaking great. Kaiser cutting the I ain't taking no one's bullshit anymore promo. You're going to mess with my tag partner? Well, I'm going to you up as well. So, I this was really good as well. Oh, yeah. This was, this was absolutely great. What was and wasn't good at the same time was the Nia Jax-Rhea Ripley segment. Like, it had moments of good, but then it also was kind of just like, oh, they're not teasing something for the Rumble. So, when the, when the hell are they actually doing this match? Michael Cole's in the middle of the ring. And so they had announced earlier in the day there was going to be some sort of like an interview with R-Truth. And so I'm like, oh, here's the truth interview. And then he calls out Nia Jax. And I go, not the truth interview. Okay, never mind. Michael Cole says that uh, Nia shocked the world last week when she beat Becky Lynch. Jax said it wasn't shocking. He's like, I said and did what I was planning on doing. She goes, and you want me to break your face too, Cole? She was more focused, though, on the Royal Rumble, she said. 
and wasn't sure who she wanted to face, Rhea Ripley or Io Sky when she wins. And then out comes Rhea Ripley. Rhea got in the ring after a big ovation from the crowd. She said Jax likes to talk a big game and was acting like she already won the Rumble. Ripley reminded Jax that she threw her out of the Rumble last year. She said Jax did beat Becky, but Becky wasn't Rhea bloody Ripley. Ripley advised Jax to stop acting like she owns the division until she's ready to step up. Ripley warned Jax that if she did win the Rumble, it would be best to keep my name out your mouth. Jax then gave Ripley credit for being perhaps the most dominant champion in history, but Jax also dropped her on her ass when she returned. Jax said that she's going to win the Rumble and then choose Rhea. She said, quote, see you soon, unstoppable champ. So, and I like the unstoppable champ line because they used to call her unstoppable before, you know, in her last run and stuff. So, there, there's their story here. But it's like, dang, I kind of wanted to see this at the Rumble. It makes more sense to do it at the Rumble. Because what are we building this for? Rhea's going to beat Nia at Elimination Chamber in front of her home crowd in Perth, Australia. She gets the big win over the dominant female in her home country. That's the only thing that makes sense because Nia's not winning the Rumble. I'm like on the impression it's probably going to be Becky, but what do you think? I'm going to turn my fan on real fast. I I don't know who's winning the Rumble, if I'm being completely honest. I kind of... I feel like it might be Becky, but I also feel like it maybe could be someone from SmackDown. I don't know. I feel like they're building up Rhea and Becky, but slowly with teases here and there. And so it's like Becky winning the Rumble, I think, does make a lot of sense. I mean, who's going from SmackDown? Bailey and then challenge Io? I don't see that. Bianca? Eh. I just, for something in my mind, is just pushing me towards Becky, 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 Becky. Uh, I'm trying to think who else from SmackDown. What if it's like a, a returning Alexa Bliss, maybe? I don't think she's, no. It's only been like a month since she had the baby. I don't think she'd be ready. I'm not saying it's November. not possible. I mean, but... November. Almost two months, actually. Well, I mean, she had the baby in November, I believe. I think it was both Rhonda and... Lacey Evans were like four months before they came back. Becky was a year and a half, almost. I'm looking at the roster. I mean, maybe Bailey, but I think that's going to end up something with like her and EO and not from the Rumble. Um, I feel like if... I don't think it needs to be Bailey because I feel like if they're going to build towards like her versus like Io at Mania, they can probably just do that without her winning the Rumble. <coughs> exactly. <coughs> so if I'm looking here, I think because I think what's going to happen with that is like like Bailey, they're going to kick Bailey out of Damage Control, and Bailey he's going to end up challenging like Io. I think like, there's like that. I think there's a good chance. That the Kabuki Warriors eliminate Bailey from the Royal Rumble. Oscar and oh, Kyrie, Oscar and Kyrie, are like working with Bailey. Then they look at each other, laugh, and then throw Bailey out or something. But if we're what looking, if it's like, what if it's like them three and like two other women? Then Bailey's like, "All right, let's go." And then they oh, eliminate yeah. Bailey. Yeah, 
Bailey thinks they have the advantage. Or when's Dakota Kai gonna be back? Soon, but I, mean, I don't. She's not, she's, she's not gonna win it, but soon, but I don't think Rumble soon. April, like early February, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. In the next month or two, I think it should be soon. ACL injury, nine months. It'll be sometime soon. I mean, maybe she gets cleared for the Rumble. There's a there's a chance she could, but I just I haven't heard anything on that. Yeah, I'm looking at the roster here. It's they... like the only names that make sense, like Bianca or Becky. The only two that I'm seeing that really make a lot of sense. Like Charlotte would have maybe, but now she's gone. I don't think they go with like a Zoe Stark or Shayna Baszler. It's not going to be Raquel Rodriguez. She's out with some sort of a illness right now. I mean, I feel like Bailey is going to win, but I feel like the fans or, probably don't want that because she's already won the Rumble before. Here we go. A returning Liv Morgan. She was second last year. Got eliminated by Rhea at the very end. So maybe now she goes from almost winning to winning. That's a possibility. Very possible, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think there's a good story there of last year, Rhea won by eliminating Liv. This year, Liv wins and then challenges Rhea. I think there's a good story there. It's a it's a great story, but like she's not going to be the one to take the belts off Rhea. Oh, I never said Rhea's losing. I'm just saying I like the story, but yeah, it's it's a great story, but like Rhea ain't losing. I don't think she loses to Becky either. Mm, that's that's a tough one. Maybe. Oh, I don't, I don't know who beats. I feel like I don't think Becky wins because I feel like they're gonna wait for Rhea to hit a full year. True. Unless she hits it by then. But that's like the who beats Gunther for the title question. I have no clue. I mean, well, I think Becky could be the one to beat Rhea, but I feel like if they do that, they'll probably just wait at like the next premium live event that's after Mania. Backlash in France. Yeah, they'll probably do that because I don't think they want to do it at Mania because I feel like at this point they're like, all right, let's just have Rhea hit a full year, then True. they'll take the belt off her. Moving forward, they hyped up everything with The Rock last week. Showed all the clips. Talked about the social media engagement and the fans watching it on on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and TikTok and all that stuff. So then, Jackie Redman interviews Cody Rhodes. Or, at least she tried to. Nakamura immediately attacks from behind. And they brawled very briefly until they were separated by officials. Billy move forward. Caden Carter and Katana Chance defending the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships against Chelsea Green and Piper Niven in a 10-minute match. I actually thought this was better than the last one. I thought this was better than when Caden and Carter won the titles. Or not Caden and Carter. That's the same person. Caden and Katana won the titles. <coughs> I still get their names all mixed up because I just want to call her... Um, um, now... Um, Now my mind just went blank. Casey Catanzaro. It's like I always want to say Caden and Casey, but I can't anymore. Caden and Katana. 
I feel like it's already too late for them to change her name back to Casey well, yeah. Cat and Zaro. Yeah. It, it's way too late because, like, I think I think fans already forgot about Casey Cat and Zaro, and, like, and they're, like, already so used to her calling her uh, Katana Chance, I believe. <laughs> right. So, as far as this match does go, like I said, I did think that it was better than the last one. So, that's a positive. Um... Where was I? Um, it seemed like the champs were going to run through the, the tag. Uh, the, 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 huh? It seemed like the champs were going to just run through the challengers tonight. But Green and Niven actually put up a good fight. Carter made the hot tag at one point and hit a leg drop on Green for a two. Carter had Green. this So this spot right here kind of pulled the fans out of the match because it took them too long to set it up. So Carter had Green on her shoulders. She then climbs up and gets on the top turnbuckle. Then Chance climbs up there as well. And then eventually does like a big super Hurricane Rana. Cool spot, but it took just a little too long for the spot to like get set up. And so the fans kind of got like, okay, we see what's happening. Hurry it up. You can tell like they were into parts of this match. And then when this started and this happened, it was like a, oh, that was cool. And then they just didn't care anymore because it's like, ah, oh, that took too long to set up. But at one point, Carter did block an unprettier attempt. But Green followed this up with a Rough Rider for a two. The ref was late counting the fall because he was checking on Chance. Niven tagged in and hit a senton while Carter was draped over Green's knee, but Chance broke up the cover. Niven then set up for a Vader bomb, but Chance pulled Carter out of the ring. Niven didn't realize that they put Green in her place, so she hit a Vader bomb on her teammate by accident. Chance then hit Niven with a lung blower, and then they finished Green off with the keg stand, to pick up the victory and retain the championships. Again, better than the last match they had. They did eventually get the crowd back into it towards the end. But, yeah. Still a positive. What'd you think? Yeah, it's still good. I like. I liked it. I, I mean, should they really, like, keep the titles going, though? Yeah. Like what other teams are there are there to challenge other than like Chelsea Piper and uh well, Candace and Indy. So after the match they showed three teams. They showed Candace and Indy, they showed Zoe and um Zoe and Shayna, and they showed Natty and Tegan all watching in the back. So it's one of those three teams coming up next. I don't other than the, well, you also have the Kabuki Warriors on SmackDown. They never bring the belts on SmackDown. They never yeah. do that. They never bring the they they, they never bring the well, tag belts to SmackDown either. They need to. Chelsea and Piper did a couple of times, but not really. They didn't really not defend enough. the belts. No, no. Now probably the best thing on the show, our truth. Oh my God, was this great? Was this so good? Why do we love our truth? Because of stuff like this. Tom and Nick Mysterio. So, R-Truth claims, and then when he was a newborn, he told the doctor that he would join the Judgment Day one day. There are a lot of AI and Photoshop pictures here of Truth alongside Judgment Day, like at Money in the Bank when Priest won, backstage at various shows, as well as a Judgment Day pay-per-view poster from back in the day. He's like, we were even on the Judgment Day premium live event together as Judgment Day. And then he talked about, you know, I even know 
Tom and Nick Mysterio. I'm like, what the? Tom and Nick Mysterio? What are you talking about, Truth? But in the end, this is hilarious. It's crap. It's probably like one of the best things on the show. Well, this is the main event where the two best things on the show. I like this. What do you think of the truth? I was always born to be in Judgment Day video. Oh, God, this is great. This, this was hilarious. Yeah. Do you, remember, do you remember on that Pat McAfee episode where it was like, I can't remember what his name was. He was asking Paul, he was like, whatever happened to Ron Killing? Did he fall off or something? Oh, yeah. And Paul's like, and Paul's like, what the heck did you just say? Yeah. And Pat's like, truth, truth. I think he's talking about our truth, Paul. I remember that. And then he'd be, Heyman then like praised truth. Be like, truth's great. Just think about it. Oh, yeah. So I was watching like a 2009 SmackDown yesterday because I was researching something, right? And our truth is on that show fighting M. No. He didn't fight him. Did he fight? No. He was fighting Ezekiel Jackson. And I swear to God, other than... Dude, that's, a flash. that's a flash from the past. Yes, it was, it was about him. Ezekiel Jackson when he was teamed up with freaking the Brian Kendrick. Anyways. Is, other than his hair looking different, I wouldn't have known that this was over 10 years ago. Truth still looks the exact same other than different hair. This man don't age. age. He doesn't. This man is 51 years old. He'll be 52 in 10 days. And still looks the same that he did back in 2008, 2009, 2010. Like, what? I mean, I mean, he was probably more buff, though. No. Back then. And- same body. Maybe a little more definition in the abs. Maybe. But other than that, same body, which is crazy. He, also probably, he probably also moved around a lot more, though. He probably doesn't move around much, though. I don't know. He's still doing the, the jump up and the twirling, head, the, the twirling elbows and shoulder tackles and the splits and all that. He's still doing all that now. Maybe yeah, not as much as much, but like just if you were to look at him then and look at him now, you would not know there was... was to, 15-year difference. I mean, which is when did wild. he start wrestling? Like, when did he start wrestling? Like, the late 90s? I think so. Hold on, I'll tell you right now. I want to say he started around the same like time a- as, like, AJ Styles. AJ started in, like, 98. He started in 1997. So, like, a year before... So, like, a year before Styles, though. Right, because Styles, I remember seeing him... Late 98, well, I didn't see him, but I remember going back and seeing late 98 AJ Styles in WCW. But, back in the day, yeah, yeah. K-Quick, K-Crush, Ron Killings, R-Truth. Like, he really became known when he was like a multi-time NWA champion on TNA. He was legit. The first ever African-American NWA World's Champion. He's legit. The first African-American to ever win that title in 2002. (laughs) Think about how long that title had been around. So, kudos to him. And then he was in, um, what was their group in? Oh, what was the tag team he was in with? Freaking Road Dog in TNA. Oh, it was on the tip of my tongue. 
three live crew. Three live crew. It was him, him, Brian James, and Conan. They were the three live crew. So then he eventually went back to WWE in 2005. No, 2007. 2008, he went back to WWE and has been there ever since. Truth was part of a lot of tag teams. There was Awesome Truth. There was the Golden Truth. There was Co- Kofi and R-Truth. They were tag champs for, for a little bit. Remember the time when he tried to call himself R-Ziggler? R-Ziggler, that was like, that's when they did like Damian Mizdow. Yep. There was Pac-Man <laughs> Jones and Ron Killings back in TNA. Team yeah. Pac-Man. Yep. Like, Truth has done it all, which is crazy. Him and the Golden Truth with him and Gold Dust. Yeah. So, so much. Hell, him and Carmella as a group, as an act, was great. There's that. I think when Xavier Woods came on the main roster, he teamed with uh, our Truth for a little bit. Well, that was the thing. Like, Like, Truth brought Woods to the main roster. Yeah. That was the thing. But so much. And then he forgot a he forgot a town name once. And ever since then, they made him the comedy guy. Oh, they did the whole thing where where he thought he was in money in the bank, and then Kane's like, You're not even in the match. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably when they started the comedy stuff with him. Well, he was like, the match already happened or something like that. <clears throat> no, like he wasn't even in the match to begin with. And well, no, but then he like tried to come. Like, didn't he try to come out like the week later on Raw or something? And he was like, "Truth, Money in the Bank already happened." Something like that. No, no, he won like the Slammy Award for like LOL moment. Then they tried like playing. Oh, it off. that might have been what it was. Yeah, uh, a slurly barber says consequences Creed. No, that was him. That was Creed in TNA. He was never consequences Creed in WWE. At least that I yeah that was like, no that was T in his TNA name. Trust no, me. Yeah, that was Xavier Woods and TNA. But trust me, I just saw a clip from that era the other day. Booker T and Kevin Nash were on commentary, and the main event mafia were beating up random guys in the ring. So Booker, with a microphone, was still doing commentary on the live hot mic while he was beating people up. And he's like, ah, consequences, Creed. I got you. So, yeah. Uh, since Saturday says our truth heel run was awesome. Yep, that was pretty good. That was the the awesome truth stuff. Yeah. So I I don't remember much of that though, but I remember like that was probably like the they were like the two biggest heels in WWE in like in 2011. Him and Miz because they fought John Cena in the Rocket Survivor Series in Madison Square Garden. Did that and they did the whole like Miz Truth, you're fired thing. Yeah. You know, I remember it was like 2009. SmackDown was here. I was at the show, and Truth came out through the crowd and did his rap, and he was like, "Fresno, California, what's up?" And this crowd loved him. Probably one of the biggest pops of the night was when Truth came out in 2009. Like every time he did the "What's up," they did it right back to him. "What's up?" as loud as they could. I feel like now if they try to turn like truth heel, it wouldn't work. Oh no. Like you oh just, no. You just can't. Not at all. Like his heel days are his heel days are over. So and yeah, no, truth is amazing. Speaking of judgment day, we go to judgment day in the back they spoke. And Priest admitted that he was 
amused by the little video, but told Ripley that they would deal with truth. Balor was pissed about DIY and said they would need some CPR and some MRIs and a EMT. Priest calmed him down and said that they should uh, they should be going after McIntyre. But we said McIntyre wasn't their enemy. Priest called him a joke and asked Ripley if it was smart to make enemies of Nia. Ripley said that she would take care of Jax. Ripley turned to JD, who said that he'd take care of Miz later on tonight. Well, actually, next. So, I don't know if it's there's dissension in Judgment Day, but it just feels weird now that they're like, are and aren't at the same time, feeling like they're all on the same page. It's kind of weird. I feel like the split is coming, and Priest is going to get a big baby face turn. It's like every time I think it's about to happen, then it doesn't, and it's and then they like go back on it or whatever. So I don't know what's going on with Judgment Day, but they're they're just whatever. They got enemies that they need to take care of now. I mean, I don't want Judgment Day to like split up quite yet, right? Because I feel like once they do, it's probably really gonna hurt Dominic and JD. Now speaking of Dominic. I was watching that 2009 SmackDown last night. And I forgot that Vicky Guerrero, when she would speak, like I knew she would get booed a lot and have to do the excuse me. She would get Dominic level boos to where you couldn't almost hear her. I forgot that there were that loud of boos that Vicky was getting. Yeah, that was her thing. Like she would talk yeah. so loud because she was getting like booed a lot. And then she'd have to yell, excuse me, excuse me. But yeah, no. Like I, I remember it being loud, but I was like, damn, this is like if Dom Loud is here, her, it was right here under Dom. Like Dom's loud is a little louder, but it was almost even. And I was like, damn, that's almost Dom level booze. So, yeah. As far as this match does go, The Miz versus J.D. McDonough with Dominic Mysterio in his corner. Match goes 12 minutes. Truth early on shows up. J.D. had control before a break, and there was a little interference by Dominic. We came back. Not much really happened in the last, like, six minutes or so. Miz targeted McDonough's leg and applied a figure four. McDonough got a rope break off it, though. Miz dropkicked McDonough into Dom and hit a skull-crushing finale. To pick up the victory. Like I said, it's 12 minutes. Half of it took place during a break-ish. And like not much really happened. What'd you think? Truth also celebrated with Miz. Awesome Truth versus Judgment Day at Royal Rumble. Well, they gotta gift through him first next week and then they get the title match. Do you know what I'm kind of hoping they do now? Huh? Let's say next week or Rumble. They do the whole awesome truth like rap thing where they did the Uh-oh. you suck, you suck. Yeah. Okay, uh, Vicious says Vicky Guerrero was a little annoying in in my opinion. She was supposed to be. That was the point. Like she was supposed to be annoying on purpose. That was the character. We go to the back. Yeah, like, go for it. Yeah, like she would always like scream on the mic. She'd mm-hmm. throw her temper tantrums in the ring. Like that was her gimmick. She also uh, cheated on Edge with the Big Show. So, uh, go to Judgment Day in the back. They're all not happy with just what just happened. 
Uh, and then finally now they tell us with like an hour left in the show or whatever. Oh, hey, by the way, Cody and Shinsuke, that's a street fight now. I'm like, oh, okay. That match is happening soon, so not much time to advertise that as a street fight. So then Seth Rollins comes out. And Seth is over here talking about how there's nobody that can beat him. There's nobody good enough to challenge him for the title. Who's really going to be able to step up to him at WrestleMania? The crowd chants CM Punk, and he goes, yeah, not a chance. And then I'm like, oh, my God. Jinder's about to come out. No, he's not. I just, I just had this feeling like you're talking about there's nobody good enough to fight Seth. And what did Ginger say last week? He's a former WWE champion, and he wants to go for the world title again. I'm like, oh, my God. Ginger's about to, and then freaking Ginger comes out. We get the first ever NXT championship match. Seth Rollins and Ginger Mahal. Did they do, was that a tournament or were they just announced yes. them too? It was a tournament that those two were the finals of the tournament. I couldn't even, I can't find the bracket for that tournament. Let's see. Hold on. Uh, I, I think I tried looking for it in the past. I just like couldn't find it. Even like those matches. I, I think most of those matches are like gone from the archives. Let's see. Um, no, I think the only two I could find got it. was. Got it. Got it. Wrong. I'll pull it up right here on the screen. ProWrestling.com or .fandom.com. Thank you. Um, pull this up on the screen. Here's the brackets. So, Richie Steamboat. Richie Steamboat. Richie Steamboat. Fun fact about Richie. Go for it. Fun back about Richie Steamboat. He was the last ever FCW champion. Mm-hmm. Richie Steamboat beat Leo Kruger. You know Leo Kruger. Uh, Victor from the Ascension. No. I think. Adam Rose. Was he? Adam Rose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. So Richie Steamboat beat Leo Kruger. Jinder Mahal beat Bo Dallas, who was a phenomenal NXT champion back in the day. Ginger then beat Richie to go to the finals. Drew McIntyre in 2011 lost to Seth Rollins. Michael McGillicuddy, who, if you don't know, you know, Curtis Axel, defeated Justin Gabriel. Seth then defeated, defeated McGillicuddy, and then Seth beat Ginger in the end to become the first ever NXT champion. There's your bracket. Surprised we didn't have 2012. I we, we never. I am surprised we never had Roman in that tournament because he was like this big heel in FCW. I remember. I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, Ambrose wasn't in it either. He was him and Seth had feuded and stuff. Like all three of them feuded in FCW. I remember. Right. right. So yeah. And then Dusty came out as the commissioner and handed Cody the belt. I still remember when Dusty was basically like the commissioner of TNA in the early days when he was in charge before Jim Cornette was in charge on in storyline. You know who else they could have put in that tournament but didn't at the time? Who? Corey Graves. 
True. I, I, I don't know if he was in WWE around that time. Yeah. Because wasn't he a tag team with Adrian Neville at the time? Yeah, they were like the... Uh, yeah, at one point were tag team champions. They were. I just don't remember well, when. Adrian Neville... Andrew Neville, he was like the first ever tag champion with somebody. Um, Corey Graves was tag team champions with Neville in. Let's see, when did they win the tag titles? Um, Who did they beat? Wyatt Family. Yep. Yep. Correct. Sheamus even came out to help uh, Neville and Corey Graves during that match. I don't know if I've ever seen that match. I have. And then the, then the Ascension beat Adrian Neville and Corey Graves, and they had their phenomenal tag run. Now, if you remember, Corey Graves was earmarked for, like, a big push in WWE to the point where when there was, I forget which WWE game it was, where they did, like, an NXT expansion and only put, like, what, four or five NXT wrestlers in the game, and it, Corey Graves was one of them. What game was that? I don't remember him being in a game unless I had to pay for it. Corey Graves, WWE game. Well, hold on. I'll tell you right now. 2K15. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah. Just let me see. WWE 2K15, WWE 2K15, NXT. It was the first time they'd put any NXT wrestlers in... Um, here we go. It was the first time they put NXT wrestlers in a WWE game. And they did a who's got NXT mode where they had NXT wrestlers and you had to do certain matches with those wrestlers. So you had Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn had Sami Zayn versus Cesaro. Sami Zayn versus Jack Swagger. Sami Zayn versus Corey Graves. Sami Zayn versus Cesaro again. You had Adrian Neville. Where it was Adrian Neville versus Sami Zayn. Adrian Neville versus Bo Dallas in a ladder match for the NXT title. Adrian Neville versus Corey Graves. And Adrian Neville versus Bo Dallas again for the NXT title. Then there was Rusev. Rusev versus Xavier Woods. Rusev versus Corey Graves. Rusev versus Rey Mysterio. Rusev versus Dolph Ziggler. Then Corey Graves. Corey Graves versus Seth Rollins. Corey Graves versus Bray Wyatt. Corey Graves versus Adrian Neville in a two out of three falls match. And Corey Graves versus Sami Zayn. And then the last person was Bo Dallas. Bo versus Big E for the NXT title. Bo versus Cesaro for the NXT title. Bo versus Sammy for the NXT title. Bo versus Adrian Neville for the NXT title. So remember at that time, Bo was like the guy in NXT. And then they made him a joke on the main roster when they brought him up, unfortunately. Like he was great. Fantastic. Like they had a whole NXT tournament where the winner would be in the Royal Rumble. Bo won that tournament. Mm -hmm. Then they did the whole, like, Bo Leave gimmick with him, and then Vince looked at him as a joke. Bo Leave! Where he'd run around the ring with his arms up. Yeah. yeah. I know that he had, like, an undefeated streak when he mm-hmm. came on. Then he, like, lost the truth, and he's like, well, yep. apparently I didn't Bo Leave hard enough, then he yep. turned heel. So as far as this segment does go, Seth's out there talking about, you don't have to be a fighting champion, but there's no one to step up to him. Who's going to face him at Mania? Crowd chances CM Punk. He says, in your dreams, and then out comes gender. Michael calls himself the real revolutionary and said Rollins' only role was to entertain the clowns. Michael said that Rollins 
was the champion, but he instilled no chance and spoke no truth. He sang and danced, but he brought no value and threw temper tantrums after shows when things didn't go his way. When did that happen? What is he talking about? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, something from NXT we don't know about? I don't know. Unless... Unless he had like a slump on the main roster. I don't know. Oh. He said that he prides himself on being a workhorse. Who offered opportunities. Except a former champion like Mahal. Mahal said that Rollins has overlooked him. A man who beat Randy Orton. Very easily. As Orton is the greatest of all time. He knows that Rollins, or he's known Rollins for a long time, and saw right through his charade. Mahal said that he had Rollins' attention now. For the first time, he couldn't overlook him. And so it's like, you're right. We have overlooked you. And it wasn't on accident. It was on purpose. We just didn't care. For years, they've been trying to forget that he was the WWE champion. And then last week, The Rock put his balls in a vice. Rollins still gave him credit for showing up after The Rock Fried him last week. Rollins didn't appreciate Mahal running, ruining his fun and getting in his face. Rollins offered Mahal a free shot. Mahal didn't take it. Rollins turned his back, and then Mahal decked him from behind. Rollins fought him off, but Mahal did escape before Rollins could hit him with a curb stomp. So, yeah. Next week on Raw, for the World Heavyweight Championship, it is Seth Rollins versus Jinder Mahal. Don't hinder the gender. What'd you think? At first, I was really scared it was going to be at the Rumble. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. Like, you saw my tweet. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, this is going to be our freaking Rumble championship match. Well, but no, it's only, it's only going to be next week, though. That's fine. Who does, it's fine. Who does Seth defend against at the Rumble? I don't know. Drew? Drew's in the Rumble. Pull up the raw roster. Hold on. Raw roster. Let's see. Um, raw roster. I like don't see anybody. Punk Rumble. Cody Rumble. Priest probably gonna be in the Rumble. Finn probably gonna be in the Rumble. Uh, Jay probably not. They've already done that. Johnny Kofi, no. The returning Braun Strowman. I mean, is he? I don't know how close he is to returning or not, though. He's probably not even close. Ricochet, Sami Zayn, he's out with a quote-unquote injury. Jeez, what's going on with Dexter Loomis? I totally forgot about him. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> not gonna be Champa. Not gonna it. be Gargano. Yeah, I don't see anybody. That I can think of to challenge Seth for the title at Ricky. the Royal Rumble. Ricochet, man, that'd be a fun match. But it's like, like, what has he done to earn it? Right. He also been, hasn't been on Raw for a while. Well, the last time we saw Ricochet, if you remember, he went into um, Adam Pierce's office. What was it with Kofi and Gable? And Pierce was like, let's talk about. Who may earn a shot to challenge Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship next? And that was the last time I remember seeing Ricochet. 
So yeah, I have no clue what's going on with him. I have no clue who can challenge Seth. Like I don't see. Is it Punk? He's in the Rumble. Cody? He's in the Rumble. Drew? He's in the Rumble. The only two names that haven't declared for the Rumble that I can maybe see: Priest and Balor. Yeah, but they already got like them doing stuff with tag belts. I don't think. I mean, okay. if they were okay. the you, tag, you, you, were... you want to give Seth an entertaining match with the title on the line with somebody he can beat? Dirty Dom. <laughs> I beat you before and I can beat you again. Right. <clears throat> but it's like, how does he earn it? What, what does he do to get the match? So, I don't know. I mean, Ginger didn't have to earn his. He just got it. I mean, I mean, what they could do is Seth... If he doesn't defend at the Rumble, he could just, like, be on commentary for the men's Rumble match. Or, and maybe, like, you put Seth in the Rumble. Because, hear me out. Punk said, no one can stop me from winning the Rumble. Not Seth Rollins. Not you. Not Cody Rhodes. He said, no one can stop me from winning. Not Seth Rollins. Could that be a tease of Seth putting himself in the Rumble? Seth's in the Rumble. He eliminates Punk. There you go. I mean, it'd be cool. It would be cool. Next up, big meaty men slapping meat. Do you think that's getting overplayed now in both companies? Everyone, big meaty men slapping meat. Like, every time there's a match with a bigger guy, they got to say it now. It's been only a thing... Even though this was a thing from years ago, I feel like for some reason it's become a thing with announcers and stuff over just the last six months or whatnot. Because even Wade Bear was like, you like big meaty men, you're going to like this next match. I mean, at first when it came out, it wasn't really used, but... Yeah, I feel that's like the now, weird thing. Now it's being overused. And that was what? 2018, 2019, something like that when... That happened. That was back when they kept having Goldberg like come back every once in a while to wrestle. Well, no, the big meaty men thing that was Big E on the New Day podcast who came up with that. But that was like he was talking about like him, maybe like him versus Goldberg right. or something. Big meaty men beat me. So, Ivar versus Otis. Not much happened in this match other than Ivar went for a crossbody and Otis caught him. And slammed him with the world's strongest slam. What the shit? He got a two off of it. Ivar followed with a sit-up powerbomb for a two. Otis then hit a distance clothesline and a caterpillar elbow. Got a two off of it. Ivar then hit a roundhouse kick and a moonsault to pick up the victory. Then they teased Tazawa and Ivar afterwards. Tazawa confronted Ivar, but Ivar shoved him out of the ring. No Chad Gable. Maxine? Tazawa? No Gable, though, so I don't know what's up with that. What would you think of the match? I mean, the match was decent. I, I think it was the smart move for Ivar to win. Yeah. I like. It. I have no clue when Eric, Eric's coming back. What is his injury? I don't even know what his injury is. Let me see. Eric. Viking Raiders. Injury. I don't even know what his injury is. Oh, okay. 
had neck fusion surgery in November. End of October, early November. He'll be out for a while. He'll be out for a little while. I mean, that's what Braun Strowman also had. And Braun's been gone since, what, May, June? I mean, Braun now can lift weights. Yeah, I've seen that. But I have no clue if that really means a whole lot of if he'll be back soon. Right. Uh, someone in the YouTube chat said, who do you think gets inducted in this year's Hall of Fame? Paul Heyman. You think so? They're in Philly. Why not? I, I kept seeing, like, some people saying, though, now that Triple H is in charge, could we see someone like, like names that Vince hated get inducted into the Hall of Fame? I mean, very likely. I mean, if it wasn't for Triple H, Bruno wouldn't have gone in. That was a Triple H move. Like Triple H made that happen. As far as like the main people, the like the main highlight of the Hall of Fame, I have no clue. Like Batista. I mean, we're still waiting on that one. He said he didn't want to do it He's unless cool. there were fans. I mean, there's fans at this time, right? Uh, I still as think as, like Heyman. But you also got to think, do they do a couple ECW names? Sabu? Tommy Dreamer? Yeah, that's not a bad one. Tommy Dreamer would be nice. Taz? Well, no, Taz is in AEW. That, that ain't happening. Um, if Taz wasn't in ECW, I would strongly say Taz. Because Taz can go in for a number of reasons. His ECW run... His WWE run as a wrestler, but then also his run as SmackDown commentary. Taz has got multiple things. He's got two careers in WWE, one as a wrestler and one as an announcer. Which, Taz and Michael Cole were like the voices of my childhood in high school, like middle school and high school, because I watched a lot of SmackDown, more SmackDown than Raw that time. But Michael Cole in the Hall of Fame. Eventually, one day, yes. I don't know about this year, but. What about the women? Like, who they put? Like, Michelle McCool? Dawn Marie. ECW name. Who also had a little run in WWE. Maybe Francine. I'm just thinking all ECW names. What about Kelly Kelly? I I wouldn't do it, but I wouldn't be... I wouldn't do it, but I could see them doing it eventually. But she's I mean, one of she the... She was big. And, yeah, I mean, but... Go for it. I mean, she was pretty popular from, like, 2009-2011. True. But, I mean... I don't know. We'll see. Lay cool, Michelle McCool and Layla. No, no, not a bad idea. Because I don't think they'll induct Layla by herself. No, Michelle McCool will eventually go in. Yes. Why not just put them both together though? Oh, screw it! I got it. I figured it out. Philly ECW Raven. Raven. 
Did they do all ECW? Do you make like Paul Heyman like the main guy? So I don't think they do that. Like it's not going to be all ECW people. I mean, they could do it like in honor of Paul. Oh, you're saying just put ECW as a whole into the Hall of Fame? Not not entirely ECW, but like just like all ECW like names that are important to ECW that WWE well, yeah, can that, do. <clears throat> that's what I'm thinking. Maybe do mostly, if not all, names from ECW. Maybe so you like Paul Heyman is like the main guy. Sabu. Raven. Raven, Sabu. And maybe like a tag team from ECW. Oh, I got it. You need an ECW tag team? The Impact players. Impact players. Lance Storm and Just Incredible. And that's how you get Lance Storm in the Hall of Fame. Did they ever, uh, or Ken Shamrock ever in ECW? Not that I know of. Because he's another one that a lot of people kept thinking that they could do, put in the Hall of Fame. I'm dumb. Frickin' Tajiri. Yeah, that's another one. There you go. Mikey Whipwreck. Just now thinking all ECW names, but. Someone said Demolition and King Kong Bundy. If he didn't shoot, if he didn't snort coke on an NWA pay-per-view this year, I would have said James Mitchell as a manager. But I doubt they go anywhere near him after the NWA cocaine incident. Someone earlier asked Vicky Guerrero. I don't. I don't think they want Vicky in the Hall of Fame. Oh, she'll go in eventually. Right yes, she will eventually be in the I'll, Hall of Fame. I just think right now WWE's trying to step away from her from all her like controversy from last year. What? Oh, with her daughter. Yeah, I forgot all about that. So you just brought it up. I mean, Ooh. maybe like in a few years, but it's a post-mortis one. But here's Chris Candido. Chris Candido. He's not in yet, is he? I don't think so. I don't even know who that is. You don't know who Chris Candido is? Chris Candido's amazing. I'm going to I, do- I didn't watch I, I didn't watch much ECW. Well he was in WWE as well. Oh, he passed away in two thousand five. Yeah, that's why I said post mortis, which means after death. Yeah, he's not in the Hall of Fame. But Drew Carey is. You know, Chris Candido. Chris Candido, Tajiri, Don Marie, the Impact players, and Paul Heyman. There's five. And do they do like a celebrity one like they used to do like every once in a while? Oh, yeah, they could. It could be literally anybody. Bad Bunny? No. He hasn't done much. He hasn't done enough. That's like saying, oh, Floyd Mayweather fought Big Show WrestleMania 24. Let's put Floyd Mayweather in the WWE Hall of Fame. Nah. I mean, I, I don't really know a lot of celebrities that they could put. I know they did they did Snoop Dogg. They did Kid Rock. Cindy um, Lauper. Was, was, she, was she in it already? Um, let me look. 
I mean, that's another one that they do. I don't do. think so, but yeah, that's a good name. Let me see. Hall of Fame. C D. No. I mean, if you want to keep with celebrity. No, they wouldn't do that. Never mind. I'm looking at I'm looking at a list of top celebrity appearances in ECW. ICP. And they also have a run in WCW. What about that? What about the clown hip hop group? Yeah, ICP. Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> So I, just, yeah, I just, guys, just said those guys fell off. Those guys fell off. Oh, they still have a hell of a following from fans. Tony Khan denied them. Yeah. Earlier last hell, year. You want to know a celebrity that once appeared for ECW? The owner of the NWA, Billy Corgan, back in the day, appeared on ECW television. You I feel like fans would boo him immediately. Oh, yeah. But I, I assume probably a week after Rumble, they start announcing names. Uh, Yeah. A week or two after Rumble is when they probably start announcing the names. It's like the week after Rumble because that's when they start the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, usually. Well, it's like when they announce, when did they announce Ray? Let me see. Because they had to announce him like, Two weeks after, or a week. Um. Rey Mysterio. They didn't announce Rey's till March. Jesus. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I don't think they really had that many people though that year. Right. But yeah. Because what they, was it like? It was him. <clears throat> Uh, the great Muda, Stacy Keebler, and one other, one other person, Andy Kaufman, the celebrity. So the three Muda, Ray, those Ray, Muda, Keebler, referee Tim White got the Warrior Award, and then Andy Kaufman is the celebrity. <coughs> so. We'll see. They should be. They should start announcing February. I say mid February, maybe. I'm excited for it. I really am. It's all. It's always like cool to see who they induct. Right. Moving forward, Jackie Redman interviewed Jay Uso and asked if he had any resolutions. Jay said, "Yeet," and that he. We get his first singles championship. Bronson Reed interrupted and said that he had the same goal and warned Jay not to get in his way. Next week, Monday Night Raw will be in Little Rock, Arkansas. We got world title on the line, Seth Rollins versus Jinder Mahal. No titles on the line, Finn Balor and Damian Priest against R-Truth and The Miz. DIY versus Dominic Mysterio and JD McDonough. And Gunther will make their return. So, yeah. We got that announced for next week's show. And before we get into our main event, I do want to let you guys know about our sponsor, 
Upscale Bling. Are you looking to up your accessory game? Why not do so with Upscale Bling? Upscale Bling is your source for in-style chains, watches, rings, and many more awesome products to level up your wardrobe. Not only are their products high quality, but they're also affordable. Don't take just my word for it. Go check them out right now at blingupscale.com. Head over to blingupscale.com right now and use code PWUNLIMITED at checkout to get 20% off your entire order. Again, that's code PWUNLIMITED at checkout for 20% off at blingupscale.com. Check it out today. All right, so our main event goes almost 24 minutes. <clears throat> it's a street fight, Cody Rhodes, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, most people are probably coming off of this match going, it's over, it's done, Cody won, he beat Shinsuke. But I think, based off of something that happened in this match, it's not over. Because Shinsuke, once again, made it personal with Cody and his family. And in something that many probably didn't even realize. So Nakamura started by smacking Cody's chest right on his dream tattoo. So Cody took the fight to Nakamura. Rhodes attacked him around ringside and in the general vicinity of the announced desk. So the crowd chanted, we want tables. Nakamura disappeared under the ring and reappeared with a broom. He hit Rhodes with the broom. Chucked it aside and continued the attack with a kendo stick. After commercial break, Nakamura missed a knee drop and Rhodes attacked him repeatedly with a kendo stick. Nakamura fought back with a series of knee strikes and kicks. Rhodes came back with a forearm or power slam and a disaster kick for a two. Rhodes then grabbed a table and the crowd popped when Nakamura then attacked him with nunchucks. Rhodes grabbed a chair and Nakamura went to blow the mist in his face, but Rhodes ducked. And Nakamura instead misted the timekeeper's assistant. Well, the timekeeper person. Cody then called for help. But the distraction allowed Nakamura to attack him with a chair. Now, do you guys know the significance of Nakamura blowing the mist? Now, I know Luke knows because I told him. But do you guys know the significance of Nakamura blowing the mist in the timekeeper's face and why that could have further infuriated Cody Rhodes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause, but I don't really want dead air. Well, I'll just tell you guys. The reason that that's a thing and why I think this could lead to another match, well, that's Cody's cousin in real life, Berkeley Ottoman, the son of Tugboat. So Nakamura... Sprayed the mist, not purposely, but still, you know, it's wrestling, in the face of Cody's cousin. So, Cody may get mad about that. <coughs> uh, Nakamura whipped Rhodes with the nunchucks. That led to Wade Barrett saying, this wasn't the first sickening beating Rhodes has had in his career. Uh, I'm probably talking about the Brock Lesnar stuff from last year. With the strap and all that. Nakamura was in control after a second break. But Rhodes drove him into a chair. Wedged into the ropes. Followed by some jabs and a bionic elbow. Rhodes set up a table. But Nakamura headbutted him. And placed him on the table. Nakamura followed this up with a double knee drop. Off the table. Through the ta table. And got a two off of it. Nakamura then smiled. Pulled down another table. Crowd popped. Then placed it in the corner. Nakamura followed was with a sliding German suplex and a flying knee strike for a two. 
Nakamura went for a Kinsasha, but Cody Rhodes hit a super kick and a pedigree for a two, followed by a Cody cutter for another two. Nakamura countered a crossroads into a cradle and got a two off of it. Nakamura tried a Kinsasha, but Rhodes sidestepped and drove him into the ta table in the corner. Rhodes then followed this up with the crossroads and pinned Nakamura to pick up the victory. Cody poses, crowd's happy, and then we move into Barmageddon. So, yeah. I thought this was a really good main event. I thought this was a really good match. I love the, uh, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Using the timekeeper guy who some do and some don't know is Cody's family, his cousin. So it's like, do they play that up? Do they not play that up? Do we get any follow-up with that? Maybe, maybe not. Is Cody just now full barrel into the Royal Rumble? We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I like the main event. I thought it was really good. What did you think? I thought the main event was pretty darn good. It was the, I thought it was the best match of the night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, matches go, yeah. Honestly, tonight, if I didn't know that was Cody's cousin, I would have said, I think me and a lot of other people probably would have said, like, oh, yeah, this is probably the last match of, mm -hmm. like, Cody and Shinsuke. But, no, I think they'll probably do at least one more before Rumble. Yeah, Jonathan Chase in the chat even says, no wonder Cody was asking for help when Shinsuke missed the timekeeper. I was like, it's just a timekeeper. Cody, get back in the match. Yeah, no, no, that's Cody's cousin. Like, he even told a story that when Cody returned to WrestleMania, he didn't know Cody was going to be there. Cody didn't tell him. And so when Cody's music hit, he was just as like, oh my God, as everybody else. <clears throat> Even though all the rumors were out there and everybody in the goddamn world knew, still, until it happens, you never quite know for sure. Trust me, we've learned that recently. But yeah, that was Monday Night Raw. I thought it was a pretty good episode of the show. I think last week's episode may have been a little bit better, but this week did have the better main event. So, well, I can't even say better main event because Drew and Seth last week was really, really good. But overall, I didn't think it was a good episode of SmackDown. Or Raw. What did you think of Raw? Putting the... Which pull up really fast. Forgot that one. I liked... It, it was all right. I didn't like it. All right, go vote. We'll check the other polls, why that one goes. Let me know on Twitch what you think. But as far as the other polls do go, um, as far as the, da, 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 as far as the X, Twitter X poll does go, 78% like the show. 18% thought it was just all right, and 2% didn't like it. Or as the YouTube community poll does go, 74% liked the show, 19% thought it was just all right, and 8% didn't like it. Looking at the comments here. Other person says, what happened to Veer and Sangha? Good question. No clue. Uh, better than average. Person says, I liked it. This person says, Raw was great. This person says, love WWE. Or as the YouTube live poll does go, 77% liked the show, 16% thought it was just all right, and 6% didn't like it. And then looking at the Twitch poll, everybody that voted liked the show. Now, I want to show you guys something that you should go get. doesn't help us or anything, and we're not like affiliated with Amazon or nothing like that, but 
there's something on sale right now that I think everybody should go check out. It is a board game, of course. You know, I love board games, but take this off the screen. It is bum, bum. The WrestleMania board game is currently on sale on Amazon right now for only $16. You, play, you can play as The Rock, Roman Reigns, Becky Lynch, John Cena, Cody Rhodes, or Bianca Belair. And instead of buying, like, properties, you're buying wrestling moves on the board instead. And if you see down there, they got all the championship belts, too. Other than the women's tag titles, of course. But all the main roster championship belts. We haven't played it yet. We just I just got it in the mail yesterday. But I ordered it over the weekend. It's currently on sale on Amazon. 30% off. It is not the first WWE Monopoly game. Apparently, which I didn't realize, there's a bunch of them. But this is the newest one. Monopoly WrestleMania. I can't wait to play this one. We will do this. 100% on our next uh, board game stream. What's the, what do you do with the title belts on there, though? Do you, like, buy them or do you, like, get them? Your guess is as good as mine. I opened it just to look and make sure everything was in the box, but haven't even read the instructions. So we haven't even played it yet. So we'll see have, like, how it goes. I used, to have, I used to have WWE Monopoly back in the day, and it was, like, back where you, like, instead of, like, buying pay-freeze and stuff or, like, Moves. I think you buy buy wrestlers, and I think the most expensive nice. ones to buy were like Cena and The Rock. See, I remember back in the day, my buddy had the WWE DVD trivia board game. That was fun. You put the DVD in, and it gives you all the trivia, and you're basically playing trivia, but you're also moving your pieces and stuff on the board. And whoever gets two, I think it's two WrestleMania first or whatever wins. And so if you answer the question right you gain you earn spaces and this that it was fun it was fun it, it, was, it was a lot to it because you had to have a dvd player you had to you know put it in and your tv and all that so there was more than just the board game component to it but yeah i always thought that was fun back in the day as well but yeah go to amazon look for the wwe wrestlemania monopoly and it's 30 percent off right now i just thought that was something i wanted to share with you guys in case you were interested but Luke, tell them where they can find you. You can find me over at Twitter at Petkin underscore 21. And you, also, you can also find me over at Twitch at Young Grasshopper Luke. With that, guys, remember to follow us everywhere. Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And you can listen to this show on podcast platforms all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. With that, I'll see you back here on Wednesday for AEW Dynamite. Homecoming, it's got two just random-ass eight-man tag team matches. Who knows what Tony Khan's booking the New Japan show for. But anyways, we'll see you back here Wednesday for AEW Dynamite. Have a good one, guys. <clears throat>